0: Reclaimed is the podcast about the woman's journey of reclaiming her sense of self, her voice, and ultimately her power through somatics, embodiment, breath work, plant medicine, and conversation. I'm Kyla Ganyan, and this is Reclaimed. I am running an event, a free event, inside of The Essentials, March 4th to 8th and you don't want to miss it it's called the spiritual spring clean and it's myself and two absolute powerhouses a kundalini teacher and an EFT tapping master we're coming together to lead you through five days of live classes inside of the essentials this is free for everybody you get seven days free in the essentials when you join so we're gonna run the program through that timeline Join us, please. You don't want to miss it. All of the information is in the show notes. I will see you then. Hello, sweet friends. Welcome back to the conversation what a week we have Danielle Reedy on Monday and now I'm jumping in on Wednesday with Maxine and I'm so excited for this. This podcast was recorded in my live launch party that we had on Friday, February the 23rd. And so while we were recording this, we had a zoom room full of women and some of the questions were coming in through the chat and had come in ahead of time so that Maxine could hopefully answer all of our Burning, yearning questions. So, a little bit about Maxine. Maxine's a certified somatic sex educator and sexological body worker with the last 10 plus years spent working with individuals and couples. She has a private practice that supports people around nervous system regulation, thriving in sex and intimacy, working through pleasure blocks and accessing the magic in their bodies. Don't we love this? She's a mystic, a creative, a lifelong learner who resides in the forest of beautiful Vancouver Island. Yeah. So this was a really sweet conversation and we're just going to jump right in. Hello Maxine.
1: Hi. Hi Kyla. It's so nice to have you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Mm -hmm. This is so special. We've got a crew of, there's 24 of us on the call right now, which anyone listening will have, you know, irrelevant to them, but this feels super special and really, really fun. And first time it's been done. I don't know if it'll be done again. So I really appreciate you being a yes to this.
1: Mm, yeah come hell or high water I had an, advent- <laughs> I had an adventure getting here
0: <laughs> I know you did I know
1: mm.
0: and you're landed and you're here do you have everything mm. you need are you like
1: yeah yeah I do thanks for okay. opening us up with some breath I'm feeling mm-hmm. more in my body I've got some warm tea on the go mm. mm-hmm. perfect lovely
0: I a question that I'm going to ask you that I ask mm-hmm. everyone and I didn't, I didn't warn you about this one, but I feel like it'll come really naturally to you is what are you reclaiming right now?
1: Mm, What am I reclaiming? A big theme over the last month and a half has been reclaiming my lightness.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So alongside that comes like my relationship with like, with play with creativity, with spontaneity. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
1: So it feels like there's a, there's a lightning in my relationship with life that I'm reclaiming right now. Mm -hmm. And it's been Mm -hmm. really sweet.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you for that. How you landed, where you landed, tell us a little bit about you and what you do and you know, that general thing that we do at the beginning of a conversation and a podcast, but I'm so curious and I know that everyone else is curious. And start it where you want to, tell as much or as little as you feel.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, The origin story. (laughs) You know, I came into, you know, somatic sex coaching through a really big healing journey of my own. Um, You know, I grew up for a lot of years feeling very disconnected from my body, feeling overwhelmed. Um, and when I encountered somatic work, it was like, these light bulbs kind of came on one by one by one. And I really felt like, oh, well, this is it. This, this feels like, um, you know, when I talk about somatic work, I kind of talk about it as essential tools for being human. And, you know, I really identify with, uh, being someone who lives uh, with a highly sensitive nervous system, which can be a gift, and it can be a curse, depending on the tools that we have. And so there was, yeah, really, a, it made it be, a, and the experience made it a lot easier to be in my body and navigate in the world. And then, yeah, the work with sexuality, you know, when I started encountering modalities like Tantra and working with people one-on-one around sexuality, a theme that I saw again and again is that There's such a, there's such a gap in there, in our society, in our world around embodied sex education and yeah, it just kind of married hand in hand with the embodiment work that I was doing and it just kind of clicked and it made sense. And I had this big aha moment where it was just like, you know, when you just kind of have that moment and you get the call and all you can do is, is answer. I had one of those moments. Yeah. So I guess there was kind of, um a number of my own erotic awakening experiences that really like landed for me around the same time. Yeah. What were you doing before this? What was I doing before this? I feel like I've only ever had one career. There's just been many different kind of pieces and steps that have gotten me here, but it's all been Um, it all feels like it's part of one river if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like I don't you know (laughs) every part of the journey has brought me to where I am now
0: fair enough yeah (laughs) it's fair Um, I have a question that one of my members brought in and I also have this question Mm -hmm. so I'll 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 insert I I've already I've told my crew like I'm joining your upcoming program. And I'm so thrilled about it. And I want you to share all about it at the end. And part of that is like, that's a big piece of what I'm reclaiming right now is my connection to my body, my connection to my sensuality, my connection to my pleasure, to my curiosity, my eroticism, all of it. It's like, it's been so tucked away and hidden forever. And the question that came in is, how does one evoke eroticism in their lives, especially when they're single? Can Mm. you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. I can.
1: I feel like that's the best place to start quite honestly.
0: Oh, being single.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like to begin connecting with our eroticism solo is uh such a beautiful foundation in the work because we can really begin to like sensitize ourselves to our own erotic energy Mm -hmm. and um to our own yeah our own bodies and when i'm working with people i kind of uh call this practice cultivating the inner lover right and there's so many beautiful ways that we can begin to work with with self-practice you know like a lot of embodied sexuality practices a lot of tantric practices can be done solo Mm -hmm. Um, and you know even when you're in a relationship with another person there's there's multiple relationships happening there's your erotic relationship with yourself there's your erotic relationship with your partner and there's their erotic relationship with their own inner lover so Mm -hmm. each of these are going to come into play and the more solid we are in our own relationship with our bodies and pleasure the easier it is to share that space with another person. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And so I feel like a lot of, well, maybe a lot isn't the right terminology, but there's a misconception, I think, (laughs) correct me if I'm wrong, that when we're talking about eroticism and sensuality and pleasure, it might have nothing to do with sex, right? Like actual intercourse sex. So can you share a little bit about like other ways, like really simplify it? Like what are other ways that someone who's really brand new, to this world could start exploring their pleasure and, and erotic practices.
1: Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that really touches on how we think of sex often in our culture. Like we have um, maybe scripts that we've kind of developed from media in many ways. We might watch movies or porn and think, Oh, well, you know, this, this is what sex looks like when really that word can be, pretty expansive right i mean sex can go beyond just penetrative in heterosexual intercourse there's so many different ways that we can connect with um with eroticism you know we can have a a sensual experience just being out in nature and like feeling the dew on our fingertips or the the brush of the wind across our skin that can be like we can have this very sensual experience Mm -hmm. And so, you know, part of working with embodied sexuality or sacred sexuality is this idea that um, erotic energy is part of our life force energy. And it's really like it's running through us and it's with us, regardless of whether or not we're acknowledging it or tuned into it. Mm -hmm. And so when we really kind of like tap in and begin to listen, it's yeah, there's just this kind of softening and this opening and this relationship with life. Thank you. Um,
0: I had another question come in that is, I feel like like really fits in with this. Sensual self-care was the question. Mm-hmm. Sensual, yeah, sensual self-care and what 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 does that look like? What can that look like? Do you
1: have any suggestions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sensual self-care. Feel like that can look so many different ways. Give us and some I, takeaways. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm curious what that. I'm. I'd be kind of curious what that means to the person who wrote the question a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, some of the things that I love to do when I'm connecting to my own body at home, or I'm unwinding, or where I'm just kind of like coming back into relationship with my erotic energy or my softness, you know, are Doing things like, I love taking rose petal baths,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um, yoni steaming. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really like, um, you know, self-pleasure can be something that goes way beyond just having an orgasm, right? It can be really just like taking time to slow down and connect with our body, connect with our breath. You're a breath worker. So there's probably lots of different ways that you're very accustomed to working with breath as part of your own embodiment practice. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can we drop into yoni
0: steaming? Because I feel like it's become this really trendy thing. And I know it's it's, it's ancient. Like it's not new. This is ancient. Um, Can we drop into that? So questions that I've had in the past about yoni steaming is if you're doing it at home and you don't have like a proper setup,
2: Mm-hmm. Can
0: you can you do it wrong? Can you? <laughs> what herbs can you use and not use? Can the water be too hot? Like, can we just go into some yoni steaming one hundred and one <laughs> and talk yeah. about hey, even like talking even about like why we would yoni steam? And I don't know if you have any like history on it that you can share, but I feel like that is probably. I don't know if it's, it's I'm sure it's not the best way, but like what a beautiful way to even start connecting to our yonis in a different way, like really from a tender, loving care, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: not just like
0: stimulating it, but like really giving it good nurture and love.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, our, when we think about the yoni, our pelvis is made up of this intricate network of muscle and fascia, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's really easy, especially for people with vulvas to go into unconscious patterns of bracing. Right. So we're kind of expecting this part of our body to maybe like perform um, and to bring pleasure online. Uh, But because it's such a mm, physically and emotionally sensitive part of the body, you know, it can go into disconnect very easily. Mm And so, yeah, that's why all of these really beautiful practices meant to just kind of like recreate some connection with the pelvis, with the genitals can be really powerful. Mm -hmm. And yoni steaming, so essentially that's where you take some warm to hot water, you know, in a bucket or a bowl or there's special chairs that are designed for this. And you just, you give your pelvis and your yoni a steam, right? So the hot steam, what it does is it comes up and it really allows the, uh, the fascia and the tissue in the yoni to begin to like soften and unwind. Mm-hmm. And this is really great for increasing blood flow to the pelvis, more blood flow, more sensation, more pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, it can feel incredibly relaxing. It can have lots of therapeutic benefits. You know, there's whole communities online that are devoted to um, sort of working with some of the therapeutic benefits of yoni steaming um I had a sexological bodywork teacher that I worked with a little bit who would really really advocate for doing yoni steaming kind of before sessions especially when working with people who had a lot of like numbness or trauma held onto in the pelvis just as a kind of yeah a preliminary step to just really support that space and softening okay Mm mm-hmm
0: I love that I think I thought it was like mostly for like hygienic reasons. I love that there's so much more to it. And that leads me into like, is it like dearmoring? Like we hold, can we talk a little bit too about, about how, Mm -hmm. how that part of our body holds, you know, as a woman who maybe hasn't had a, let's say I think it's, it maybe makes a lot of sense if someone has had some very obvious sexual trauma that yes, there would be some protection there, but even for the less obvious sexual trauma that a lot of us might have as an example, like maybe sleeping with a partner that we were no longer really wanting to sleep with, but we did because they were a partner and we almost felt like we had to kind of a thing really kind of dishonoring that part. Can we talk about some of the ways that our yonis and our pelvis would go into protection and maybe some ways like in the realm of de-armoring,
1: what that might look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, what you shared, it happens all the time, right? Unconscious ways in which we override our own boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of us don't even know what those boundaries are. We would, aren't tuned up in enough to our bodies to know in the moment or there's external pressure. Mm-hmm right and it's very easy for us to have kind of um sensation gaps in different parts of our bodies and i would say the genitals almost more than anywhere else right because of the uh, physical and emotional sensitivity that we have there Mm -hmm. so you know how can we begin unwinding numbness in the genitals you know it's um yeah it's a process and just really kind of beginning to reconnect the mind to that part of the body right so there's a lot of there's a lot of listening that happens mm-hmm. the work that I do with people one-on-one um, is the foundation for doing um sort of uh, for creating support around embodied sexuality for having a, a more empowered experience there I always look at my clients nervous systems how's your nervous system doing and what's your experience of actually feeling safe in your body because Mm -hmm. our our bodies are capable of healing and coming back online once they're able to really ground and come back into what I would call the green zone Mm -hmm. and if we don't have access to that and if we feel unsafe it makes sense that our body is actually going to stay in a in a trauma pattern
2: Mm -hmm. right
1: Mm -hmm. I think
0: about like I bring that question up for myself, and I think about how disconnected from the very beginning I was to all, my whole body, but in particular my yoni, my pelvis. Even, even from the point of like when I first started to bleed, and how angry I was at my bleed, and and just like there was, it was uncomfortable, and it caused me so much pain. And then, you know, losing my virginity to someone who didn't deserve it, and just thinking of how many times. My body experienced someone else's pleasure and none of its own. And just how the more I did that, even if they were my partners, the further and further away from myself I fell. And I I think back, you know, quite a few years now where sex was painful for me. Mm. Painful. And I just think of how <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like there's so I'm so sorry. I've been so mean to you. I've, I've so mistreated you. And, and so the, you know, the act of de-armoring is, is a new practice for me. And coming back to the yoni steaming, I'm, I, I bought myself a sweet little stool and a thing of herbs and I'm, you know, I'm probably going to steam tonight. Now I'm going to just hop off and take my vino and have a little steam steam. And is there on that note, (laughs) because I'm probably going to do it. Is there I'm particular- so
1: excited for you hearing this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: It feels really good. Is there particular herbs that one would recommend or to recommend to stay away from Are herbs mandatory? Can it just be the water? Can you use essential oils? What's, what's the jam with that?
1: Mm, I would really suggest doing some research here. Um, I have a couple of safe ones that I stick to that are really gentle.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm a
1: big, big fan of roast Rose. Yeah. Um, yeah she's really incredible and she's got really lovely kind of softening softening sensual sort of embodiment qualities to her so Mm -hmm. she's a safe go to Mm -hmm. calendula can be really nice Mm. yeah and the rest lots of yeah flowers are really great um Mm -hmm. you know I think what you want to choose into in in relationship to an herb, you might want to do some experimentation and kind of get a sense of like, oh, well, what's your constitution? You know, what is your body like? What's the,
2: right.
1: you know, what's the recipe that's going to work for you? And mm-hmm. there's so many resources about this online. It's really great. So if you're right. working with like a particular ailment, you can kind of do like a little bit of detective work around it. Okay. All right. Homework for all of us.
0: <laughs> Research the Yoni steaming and we'll have a Yoni steaming party. Um, another question, and I'm going to pop this one in right now. I probably was thinking to pop it in later, but coming back to that self-connection. So bringing in our eroticism, again, that question of being when we're particularly single toys or no toys.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> well, I can tell you, I mean, I really encourage people to do what works for them, you know, at the end of the day, I don't want to tell people not to do something. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And, you know, I think toys can be such a beautiful way to explore our bodies and kind of get to know, like so much of the, of the benefit of actually getting to practices like this are actually getting to know your body and map your pleasure. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're kind of creating a roadmap with personal practice of what feels good for me. What do I like? Right. And um, so as far as vibrating toys go, right, when we're talking about vibrating toys kind of designed specifically for clitoral stimulation, mm-hmm. one of the drawbacks to these is that over time, they, you know, we become accustomed to a lot of like very, very loud sensations. Mm -hmm. right so if you're kind of trying to bring more sensitivity online it's something to just kind of look out for and notice is this having the impact that i want Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. or am i becoming overstimulated, Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um something that i am a really big fan of is using things like wands to do personal like internal massage work Mm -hmm. um and things like genital mapping. And we were talking a little bit about dearmoring earlier. I've done a lot of work with, um, uh, there's a a wand you can buy and I have these on my website now, but uh, a cervix massage wand, you can take this and you can do internal mapping work and kind of use it as a tool to begin your personal dearmoring practice, right? Uh I mean, I got really into this. I had a LEAP procedure a few years ago. Okay uh, which is, I, I won't get into it too much here, but I had cervical dysplasia. And so they decided, you know, just we're going to take some cells out of your cervix here. And it Mm was, you know, they really minimize it when they're telling you about it beforehand, but I've spoken Mm -hmm. to a lot of women for whom it's a lot, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot. (laughs) The experience Mm -hmm. is a lot and having, um, you know, kind of having negative side effects can also be really common too, you know, because our bodies, we were talking a little bit about bracing and how our bodies can kind of go into this protective response.
2: Mm-hmm. So I was definitely
1: experiencing that afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, luckily I had a lot of tools on my side, just with the education that I've had. So I kind of went, um, Mm, just reading some of the chat here yeah 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 feeling other people in the room who've had you know similar experiences Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah so I did a lot of work with um a cervix massage wand at that time just because I noticed that uh I didn't want to have sex I felt uh, disconnected from my pleasure. There was kind of like this like meh or kind of like this like uh, feeling, you know, there was really this disconnect happening. I felt very protective of my body mm-hmm. in a way that I wasn't accustomed to feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there was yeah. just a lot of very slow inquiry into my own body. And oh, where am I like, where am I holding this and where, uh, where do I feel a balance and kind of like I'm, uh, that experience is still living in my body. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you were talking a little bit, we got here from talking about toys, you know, I'm a (laughs) big advocate. Yeah. I'm a really big advocate of using toys as a form of just kind of like self inquiry inquiry, you know, positive self-pleasure practice. And it can be a really beautiful way to just kind of, um, come back into connection with, our bodies yeah i do work with moms and you know my first invitation would just be to give yourself so much patience and grace Mm
2: -hmm.
1: your body has gone through something really big and uh, there's an enormous you know hormonal shift that happens and also a shift in one sense of identity right Mm -hmm. and you know relationship with your partner is changing your relationship with being of service to this young being in the world is completely new Mm -hmm. and so i think moms often expect themselves to be really back online you know faster often than they're ready for yeah in many ways i think (laughs) yeah yeah in so many ways going back to work being ready Mm -hmm. to be a sexual being again and oftentimes it can take time Mm -hmm. um there are a couple of things that I would kind of invite moms to maybe look at, you know, and like, uh, one of the things, you know, that can kind of begin to have uh, feel impacted is kind of the, the connection with our partners. You know, yeah. we are no longer really just seeing our, our partners as kind of, um, as a sexual being, right. We're, we're inhabiting many roles with them. Mm-hmm. We're inhabiting the role of parent. We're inhabiting the role of partner and maybe co-living together, right? So this can really have an impact on polarity. Mm-hmm. You know, so how are moms actually taking time and space to like really feel themselves and really feel themselves as like a separate being and a being that's not just a care like not, not solely in the role of caregiver,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right, but actually who who are this sensual being? In the Mm -hmm. world again so just giving yourself time to do that can be immensely helpful Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and um you know i've worked with a a lot of moms too who might experience painful sex after birth too which is something else Mm -hmm. that can be part of the equation if you're really noticing that your eroticism feels offline you know Mm -hmm. sex is not fun when it's painful Mm -hmm. it's really common for women to experience you know tearing. um you know i've spoken to many women who um yeah just because of their birthing experience and it being different than they thought it was going to be they're still sort of holding on to that in their bodies and so Mm -hmm. you know sometimes the scar tissue actually needs to be kind of softened and mediated and worked with so that there's just more softness and you know pleasure becomes more available again Mm
2: -hmm. and sometimes
1: you know there's just actually a recalibration that needs to happen in the nervous system itself so that um, yeah, so that moms can really feel, um, safe being in their erotic energy again. hmm hmm
0: Yeah. I see a question just popped up in the chat. It says, just thought of as a mom, my mom never talked about the birds and the bees. Ooh, what age is that? Something to bring into convo.
2: <laughs>
0: my neighbor's kid is 11 and she has brought to my attention that kids are having sex so, so, so young.
1: hmm Yeah. Uh, mm I mean, I don't have a formula for the, the right age to start mm-hmm. talking to your, your kids about sex. I will say that uh, you can start teaching them about consent and body autonomy at a very young mm-hmm. age, which is mm-hmm. beautiful. Just mm-hmm. giving them uh, an opportunity to have voice and choice is really going to carry yeah. so powerfully into their first, you know, erotic experiences. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's just, it's really up to the discernment of the parent themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, when do you, when do you feel comfortable talking to your kid about sex? When are you willing to bring that into the equation? Because uh, whether or not we acknowledge it, kids are sexual beings, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they're already going to be out there in the world, kind of interacting with it with curiosity. Mm -hmm. So the best we can do is give them some education and tools.
0: Yeah. 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 Could you share some practices for mothers? It's not always easy to have time for self pleasure. How to bring pleasure slowly back into our daily life? That question literally goes hand in hand with what I was about to say, which is a cycle or a circle back to earlier in the conversation. You spoke to Mm -hmm. uh, exploring sensuality and nature. And I had this exact conversation with a client last week. And we were talking about, not that I'm an expert in this because I am not, but we were talking about her. sexual relationship with our partner and, and part of the conversation I suggested practicing in nature. And so I'm, I, yeah, I am really curious about this. There's, I, you know, we have our senses, right. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think all of our senses are a part of our erotic experience or can be a part of our erotic experience. Can you, can you share a little bit, a little bit more about some practices mm. that we can incorporate, especially moms? Mm -hmm. Uh, busy busy
1: yeah I mean the first place that you can really begin is just some nervous system regulation practices you know like some of the breathing that we did today is really beautiful finding time in the day in any way to just begin connecting with your body and tuning in and the beautiful thing about somatic work too is the more we orient towards pleasure the more we kind of begin building a foundation or a template for what that feels like in our bodies right so i really see like orienting towards pleasure as kind of an exercising a muscle in a way right and the more we do that the easier it is to kind of spend longer there and stay there okay. one of the ways that we can begin to have really amazing you know mind-blowing full-body orgasms as we kind of build the muscle over a period of time because um if we don't have enough capacity in our nervous system, it's actually just too much pleasure can feel overwhelming. So you kind of just, um, you might need to go slowly and that's totally okay. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's not necessarily about the goal, it's just about sort of enjoying the journey along the way. Mm -hmm. And just as you were talking about Kyla, you know, going out into nature, feeling, you know, the wind on your skin or the moss, like for everyone in the room right now, I would invite you to begin orienting to something either in your own body or around you. Is there some way that you can actually access some softness or something that feels good in this moment? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can um, some self touch, it can be the sensation of fabrics around you, the feeling of your breath in your body
0: hmm All of those beautiful things that when we're moving so fast, and I say this because we were talking about this before you came on. Of <laughs> my history was like everything is fast, do, 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 go, 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 all the time. We you miss it all. You miss you miss it all. You're going so fast, you can't even feel mm. you can't, you can't feel it. And so, you know, I love I love the intention around gentle and slow and patience and presence. Mm. And mm-hmm. I see, I see a, a comment here about someone having a, a, a pleasurable moment with a cake that she baked. I was going to say, you know, like it can be with food, right? Like I'm eating delicious chocolate and I'm eating it pretty quickly, but what if I just slow down and like, like let it melt a bit in my mouth and like really enjoyed that.
1: Mm, right. I love that. Yeah. And <laughs> then the chocolate, goes from just being this automatic action to mm-hmm. actually being something that you're in sensual relationship with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is one more question and we might pause it here after this and it's, it's circling back to the Yoni steaming. <laughs> it's a hot topic. <laughs> the question is what about perimenopause or menopause? Can you speak to that? Is Yoni steaming good for that? It says painful, painful intercourse is unfortunately something that many women. Oh yeah. This is, I think a side note, painful intercourse is unfortunately something that many women have experienced. Yes. For so many reasons. So let's go back to the perimenopause, menopause and yoni steaming. Is there a time when we should not yoni steam?
1: Mm. Um. When we're on our moon, it's not a okay. good time to yoni steam. Yeah. No steaming while bleeding. Okay. No steaming while bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't actually have the data on um, perimenopausal women yoni steaming, but I would love to hear about that. I imagine there could be incredible benefits in that it's known to increase blood flow in the genitals, which is really Mm -hmm. amazing Um, for women as they get older, you know, as they go through perimenopause, sometimes there's well, more so in menopause, but you start to get less lubrication, right? The tissues begin to become kind of more like thin and more sensitive. So yeah, just giving um, that part of the body like a little bit of extra nourishment can be really Mm -hmm. great. Thank you for that.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I wanna just, I know this will be a little bit funny on the recording, but I just wanna give everyone who's live here just one more opportunity to pop in. Maybe one last question, just wanting to honor the time. Perfect. Here it is. Husband's very curious. (laughs) Husband's very curious about the back door. Is it dangerous to be open to that possibility? I have an answer, but I'm not the expert. So I'm going to listen to Maxine.
1: Mm. Is it dangerous? I'd I'd be one, I'd be curious if you have any specific um, fears coming up about potential dangers there. You know, the only, I mean, (laughs) I'll just slow down here. So when you talk about the back door, I assume you're referring to anal pleasure, right? And this part of our body is incredibly sensitive for both men and women, right? So there's a, there's a bunch of really sensitive nerve endings there. You know, women can have anal orgasms, men can have anal orgasms. Men happen to have a prostate inside the anus, which is actually kind of, it's like the male equivalent of the G-spot. Right, so there's lots of sensation there our bodies were designed to experience pleasure there. And you know, if you are exploring the best thing that you can do is just go really slowly. Right, because you don't want to create any tearing in this really sensitive part of the body so lots of lubrication. You know, and when doing anal touch for the first time just really allowing this part of the body to kind of open for you right so just you're going slow enough you're allowing the body to invite you in. Uh, rather than forcing anything. And then if we're talking about precautions that you might want to take, you just want to be make sure that you're sort of taking precautions in terms of um, so there's no kind of transfer of, you know, germs or bacteria to other parts of the body that are really sensitive. So, you know, if you're doing anal touch, you probably want to wash your hands before you do any yoni touch, you don't want to do any crossover. But otherwise, just have fun. Mm -hmm. he'll be very happy to hear that. I'm sure. Thank you for that.
0: I, I just want to honor our time and we're coming up to the hour. We're at the hour
1: that really flew by.
0: I know it really did. It really did. There's probably a million more questions. So we might just have to have a round two while you're here. And while I'm still very excited to uh, be working with you in April, can you share a little bit about what you have going on?
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and and how we can find you
1: Mm -hmm. so let's see i'm going to be running a four-week group program for women in april this one's going to be in person we're going to do um an online in may for those of you that are outside of victoria and you know essentially what the program is going to be focusing on is you know Pleasure for women, embodiment, how we can begin connecting this kind of like embodied nervous system work to our sexuality and just really harnessing the magic that lives in our bodies. Yeah. So if you're curious to learn more about that, you can check out my website, it's bodybeloved.ca, or you and can put a, that in the show notes. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Or you can follow me on Instagram too. I'm at bodybeloved. Beautiful. <sighs> thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for having
0: yeah. me on. Yeah, we will. I, I, I mean, yeah, this conversation will will continue, but such is the end of the evening. And so we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. If you would like to go deeper, if you're a little curious about what else there might be, I want to invite you to join me inside of my online community. The Essentials is a place where we gather as community every single week in live calls. We drop in together bi-weekly for live breathwork journeys. We have guest teachers every month to share their magic and their wisdom. And that's on top of over 200 guided practices including movement, yoga, fitness, meditation and breathwork and so much more. And as a listener, please go ahead and use code RECLAIMED at checkout to save 50% off your first month. And if you have just a hot second, would you go ahead and leave a rating and or review? It helps me out oh so much. Love you to bits
2: and I'll see you on the next episode.